Yeah, yeah, I know. We didn't do a part B. Fuck off. I don't care. Here we are right now. It's episode Why? 90 of White Heat. What? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I'm Brian. That's JJ. We're presented by Godzilla Media. Hi, JJ. Hi. Um, My microphone's yeah. actually hooked up this time. Last time it was only getting picked up by the uh, webcam. Oh, gotcha. Uh, so, uh, have you had a, a winter wonderland come down at all the last 24 hours? It's like snowing, but it's not sticking. It's like just melting. Like oh, there's it must winter. be nice. Yeah, it's. I mean, we're still in a winter storm advisory through like 8 o'clock tomorrow, so who knows yeah. what's going to happen. Yeah, because what's happening is two storms are coming together, and they're just going to kind of circle along the coast of Boston. Yeah. Fuckers. For yeah, but we've been we've been I'm uh, I don't know if I, I didn't go out and measure it myself. I'm gonna guess we're around a foot by now. I don't know. Damn. I don't know. You were Something. saying we were supposed to get that much, but mm-hmm. and the worst part's the wet heavy snow. Mm-hmm. Mm. No bueno. Although if I were driving, I'll take wet snow over the shit that flies around and blinds you. Right. So it's kind of six of one, half dozen the other. Mm-hmm. But anyways, yeah, that's what we're going through. Mania season is upon us. We're getting closer and closer. We got a bunch of stuff to get into. Uh, so let's just jump right into it. Let's begin in New Japan where, yes, the New Japan Cup is continuing. But before we even get to that... Uh, in the midst of everything that's been happening over the last few weeks in New Japan, Gato has recruited a new member of Bullet Club. And JJ is not that excited because I'm assuming he is not excited about the prospects of the individual that got recruited. I mean, I have no problem with Dave Finley. I just, uh, you know, fucking... Uh, <laughs> I think that Ace Austin should have been the next head of Bullet Club. That's all. <sighs> yeah, I, I, yeah, it's just I, whatever. Like, it's just that's just kind of how New Japan has been. It's just been kind of like, eh, okay, whatever. Right. Like, it's just it's nothing too crazy about it. Like, um, you know, like, like Finley, he's he's perfectly capable of everything, you know, technical-wise and everything. But if you want to talk her as your, your lady, your freaking heel stable. Right. I'm sorry, but you made the wrong choice. <laughs> I hear you. Uh, as far as New Japan Cup is concerned, uh, it continues on over the course of the rest of this week and into... Uh, next week, the finals will be Tuesday the 21st. And here's how we're looking, because we are officially down to the... Uh, we're officially down to 10 people remaining in the tournament. We have three quarterfinals locked in right now. Uh, those quarterfinals right now would be Sonata against Tetsuya Naito, Evil against Will Ospreay, and Hiroki Goto against Tama Tonga. Um, the first two that I mentioned, those will take place on Friday, the 17th. Goto and Tonga will take place on the 18th, along with the final, the other quarterfinal yet to be determined. Um, that's because um, the people remaining in that quarter of the bracket 
Uh, David Finley and Great Ocon have a matchup, uh, which will be tomorrow, actually, the 15th. And then Shota Umino takes on Zack Sabre Jr. The winners of those two matches will be the last quarterfinal in the bracket. And that'll be also on Saturday with the Goto Tonga quarterfinal. How do I feel um, like we're going to end up getting the finals being Naito and Finley? Um, I'd say the wild card could be Tamatanga. Um, I'd say too, but with you know, considering they just put Finley and you know, as the head of Bullet Club, they want to push him hard, so yeah. they're going to shove him right up everyone's ass. Yeah, that makes sense. I understand that because Gato is like losing steam as a booker. Gee, I wonder why. Um, so that's that for New Japan. Other than that, really not a whole hell of a lot. Um, they obviously have the show coming up Mania Week with Impact, which we'll get to in a minute. That's going to be in LA. Oh, yeah, the multiverse show Thursday the 30th. Um, but other than that, they have Sakura Genesis, which is like their quarterly Mm -hmm. one of their quarterly themes. That's going to be the Saturday after Mania. And then the following Saturday, April 15th, is when they come to D.C. uh, for Capital Collision. And then that Sunday, they go to Philadelphia. Um, Right. There's not a whole lot of... Aside from the show Mania Weekend, there's not a whole lot to... uh, Obviously, keep an eye on the New Japan Cup. Other than that, there has been a whole lot to really discuss from the last few weeks, which is why I didn't have a problem with not discussing it the last few weeks. (laughs) Um, so that is that. Now, as far as Impact is concerned, um, they did have no surrender at uh, while we were on a little bit of a hiatus. Um, I'm going to try to pull up. But while I look to pull up those results real quick. The um, got a copyright strike during the pay-per-view on their entrance music. Who did? The Death Dolls. What's their entrance music? I it's some like actual like song, but like literally like people were showing like they start coming out. It's like your death dolls, and it starts, and just see DMCA non-compliant on the top of the screen, and it's just the whole pay per view is muted for like a minute and a half. Well, that's a problem. <laughs> um. So real quick before we get into the results, let's just go over the general news that came out this week. Uh, Scott Demore named the new president of Impact mm-hmm. Wrestling as there was a little bit of a reshuffling from the Anthem Sports Division. Do you have any issue with Scott taking on that position at all? Nah, I just think that if he's going to take on that position, then he really needs to get a different booking team under him so he can handle more legislative things and executive decisions and not concentrate so much on the week-to-week, like storyline-wise. Okay, I could get with that. That's fine. Um, as far as new surrender is concerned, yes, I know this is like three weeks old, but I just want to go through it quick. Uh, Giselle Shaw beat Deanna Peraza in the pre-show. Yay. Um, I guess Savannah Evans is now some uh in the in the course of this match has joined sides with Giselle Shaw now because she's been doing nothing. So, <laughs> I mean, I'm not lying. I'm being honest. Um. <laughs> Then, oh, that's right. This is the show that had Gresham and Bailey on the pre-show, like a bunch of fucking idiots. Yep. Um, Gresham beats Bailey, by the way, uh, with a roll-up. So Gresham and then they obeyed the code of honor. Correct. 
then they open the actual show with Frankie Kazarian beating Khan. Uh, and Callahan. Oh, so it was a handicap match. Oh, okay. Khan! Uh, <laughs> thank you very much. Um, Kazarian got the win after Callahan inadvertently hit Khan with a steel chair, which allowed Kazarian to hit a cutter to get the three count. Why does everyone insist on calling it a cutter? It's a fucking ace crusher. I it's what it's what they wrote. Um then we get the knockouts tag titles. This is where you had you were mentioning right, right. <laughs> um Death Dolls ended up retaining over Allison K and Marty Bell. Then the digital media title in the dot combat match. Which should have been on the pre-show. Right. Uh, Hendry ends up retaining over Moose. Yay. Oh, yeah, they used the freaking, like... He, he, they, he was like a Sega Dreamcast or some shit during it. Uh, there was a VR headset. Uh, yep, there was a Sega Dreamcast using the match. You're correct. Because mm-hmm. I'm sure, like, everyone knew, everyone watching it knew what it was. Uh, Cardona probably well, this is the hottest gaming for... system for three months back in 2000. I bet you Cardona or Myers were the ones that dug that oh, yeah. up. I don't know where. Um, then we get the... Oh, Christ. I forgot this <laughs> part of the pay-per-view. But the first ever live busted open with Bully Ray, Tommy Dreamer, and Dave LaGreca. <sighs> Bully and Tommy each got 60 seconds to air their grievances. Sure. There but... should not be extended promo segments on pay-per-views. Um, Bully eventually dumps coffee on hot coffee on Dreamer and nails him in the head with the carafe. Oh, that sure, okay. So they pulled an Andy Kaufman, yeah. Uh, four way for the number one contender, uh, a four way number one contenders match, excuse me, for the impact title. Uh, Macklin gets the win over Myers, Heath, and PCO. Why? Uh, Six-man tag action. Bullet Club beat Time Machine. Bullet Club was Kenta, Ace Austin, Chris Bay. Time Machine, obviously. Motor City Machine Guns and Kushida. Uh, Mickey James retained over Masha Slamovich. And then Josh Alexander retained the, the Impact World title over Rich Swan. Again, there's just... I'm not asking for every pay-per-view to end in chaos, but literally every pay-per-view just ends with Alexander holding the belt up and that's your show. Right. It's been that way since he won the title. Like, why can't there be, I'm not asking again, I'm asking for chaos every single show, but like, right. Just a little bit of creativity, a little bit of storytelling, maybe. Exactly. I mean, and considering like before, Alexander won the title, like every pay-per-view before that for a year ended in like fuckery. Right. So it's like it's like it's like they were like, all right, we've done this enough. Now we're just not gonna do it anymore. Um as far as the championships are concerned, uh so on the impact television that aired two weeks ago on March second, uh Ace Austin and Chris Bay defeated the guns to become new tag team champions. Mm-hmm. Uh, but other than that, the titles have remained the same. Alexander's been the Impact World Champion for about a year now. Trey McGill's... I think it'll be a year in May. Uh, April. Late April. Because remember, he won it in Poughkeepsie. Yeah, I was there. 
Yeah, so late April. Um, Trey Miguel's been extre- X Division champion. I almost said extreme. Uh, X Division champion since November. Hendry's had the Digital Media title since October. Mickey's had, uh, she just won the Knockouts title two months ago. And then the Death Dolls have been the Knockouts tag champs since October as well. Uh, so that's that's the layout of the Impact Championships. Um, as far as do, do, TV this week. Okay. Uh, for TV this week, where where are you? Bitches. I know. It's it's amazing how they 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 amazing how their website's kind of good but kind of not good at the same time. Uh do they give me a TV preview for this week? No, they just give me results from last week because they fucking suck. <laughs> so you gotta go to the Twitter. That's basically what I'm doing. <laughs> Literally what I'm doing. I'm going to Impact's uh Twitter right now. So still nothing. Still <laughs> fucking nothing. Because they're all retweeting the 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 preview for Giselle Shaw's diary thing that was coming out tomorrow, I think. Uh, um well you know nothing. benefits of stuff. And there and a bunch of people also retweeting the thing of him of uh Demore getting that uh mm-hmm. Promotion, I guess we'll call it. Yeah. I hope they draw the head of the knockout now. All right. I mean, give me something. All right. Uh, this week on TV, we got Gresham and Billy now teaming up. Mm-hmm. They'll take on Black Taurus and Steve O from Decay. Uh, you mean Crazy during- Steve? Yeah, whatever. What? <laughs> Jackass, <laughs> not. Is his Twitter set. It, oh, Steve of Crazy. Okay. I, I read that too fast. Um, pre show, Zicky Dice takes on uh, Champagne Singh. Who the fuck is this guy? No fucking clue. Oh, they repackage Raj Singh? I don't fucking know. God, I hope not. Uh, Death Dolls defend the Knockouts tag titles against Kylan King and Taylor Wilde. That's actually a, an actual team. Wow. Okay. They call themselves the Coke. <laughs> The Coven, whatever the fuck that's supposed the to be. Coven. Coven. Sure, whatever. Uh Heath goes one on one against <laughs> I don't fucking know. I didn't I didn't I didn't know. That's like um, my religion, and you're just like, I don't give a fuck. Um, sorry. <laughs> sorry. It's okay. I'm fucking oh, offered, you. Apparently Taylor Wilde offered a spot to Killer Kelly last week. Yeah. Well, it's the clip I'm seeing. I don't know. Killer Kelly denied it. Um, Macklin against Heath one-on-one this week. Anything else as I scroll? Uh, six-man tag action. Kenta, Ace Austin, Chris Bay against Alexander Kazarian and Swan. More Bullet Club action. Jesus fucking Christ, dude. Really? (laughs) (sighs) (laughs) I can't believe you just fucking did that. Um, yeah, that's really all I'm seeing as a preview for this week's TV. Now, let's see if I can find what the fuck they're doing for Sacrifice next weekend. 
That's right. Let's, nice weekend. Let's see what we can find. All right. So sacrifice next weekend. We've Versus got so far. Uh, Motor City Machine Guns and uh, Kushida against Alexander Swan and Kazarian. So, baby faces versus baby faces? That's odd. And a world champ not defending the title? Maybe That's they're a- doing some shit where, like, Impact's going to introduce a trio title. I, I don't fucking know. Um... Aside from that, there's only three other matches booked right now. Uh, Mickey James defend the knockouts title against Jordan Grace, who, by the way, I think is like less than a month out from a bodybuilding competition. She's gonna yes. be in. Yeah, she just it was in Australia. She just put up picks. Was it? You know, no, I think she was. She was working at indie dates in Australia, wasn't she? Oh, okay. Well, I know she did a bodybuilding competition, and then she was in Australia, and because I because she reenacted the the Arnold Schwarzenegger Mr. Universe pose with the Australian. Oh, right, right, right. oh okay. Um. Yeah, I know she had. She was working indie dates over the weekend because I think Cardona and Steph Delander were in the same shows too. Yeah, because they put their title on Cardona. Because apparently Australia has not gotten the memo that we stopped doing that shit in the states. Yeah. Um. The other two matches booked so far. What's being labeled as a busted open match? Which <laughs> I'm assuming this is a first blood match. That'd be my guess. It's gotta be. It's fucking gotta be. Uh, Tommy against Bully Ray. Oh, God. So that means, like, all this week they're going to be, like, fighting with each other on the radio show. I don't fucking know. Uh, uh, the, the other match booked so far, Trey Miguel will defend the X Division title against a mystery hand-picked opponent of Santino Morella's choosing. Uh, Whatever, dude. Uh, then the other event we have to look to, which I mentioned briefly when I was talking about New Japan, uh, Multiverse United, only the strong survive. Yeah, which is the event they're doing in LA during Mania Week. It's going to be mm-hmm. the Thursday of Mania Weekend. I've only seen um, one match announced so far. Tickets are sold out already, so good for them. Yeah, uh, I mean that's the good thing about like because you know they they limit it to like a thousand people. Good. The Globe Theater is where they're. Isn't that where Globe Theater? That's where. Um, that's where NXT... PWG runs, isn't it? Or am I yes. Okay. Yes, it is. Gee, I thought charging one hundred fifty dollars a ticket. I thought it sounded familiar. Yes. Okay. All right. Yes, it is. And I uh, bet you're gonna have a better setup where people can't, where 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 fucking stupid workers can't kick the fans. Well, now the main event of sacrifice kind of makes sense because uh, Josh Alexander is defending the world title against Kushida. Okay. So I guess that kind of makes it make sense. Yeah. Uh, Will Ospreay will go one on one with Mike Bailey. Jesus fuck! Why is Impact using rape apologist Ostrich? This is New Japan. Boycotting um, Impact. Oh Jesus fucking Christ! What? Poor Jeff Cobb. Who's he got? It, well, hold on. Might be good. Who's he got to work? Come on. Who else is a big hoss type in in Impact? Well, you see, I would be happy if they did Jeff Cobb and PCO. No. What, are they going to do him and fucking fucking Moose? Oh, Jesus, fuck! That, yep. Take the book away from Scott Demore. He's not allowed anymore. Nope. Nope. Um, it was right there. It was right there for him. There's also going to be an X, a six-man X-Division scramble for the X-Division title. Uh, Trey Miguel, Frankie Kazarian, Rich Swan. 
Kevin Knight, Clark Connors, and Rocky Romero, because God mm. forbid Rocky doesn't get booked. Yeah. Uh, a four-way for the Impact Tag Titles, Bullet Club defending against Aussie Open, TMDK, and Motor City Machine Guns. Uh, Eight-man tag action. Fred Rosser, Alex Coughlin, Sammy Callahan, and PCO going against Eddie Edwards, Joe Hendry. Why is Hendry teaming with... That's fucking weird. Edwards, Joe Hendry, Tom Lawler, and J.R. Kratos. That's a weird... That's like... that. That's like... Remember the Survivor Series or where Gorilla Monsoon was president? And he did that wild card Survivor Series match. Yeah, that- where like Razor was on the heel team and uh, it was fuck yeah, I remember. Yeah, and Bulldog was on the babyface team, even though he was a heel. It was like it was right. like it was like Bulldog, Ahmed Johnson, and uh, like another again. It was like Razor, Yoko, Dean Douglas, and like, yeah. yeah, like Owen Hart. I think it was. Yeah, something like that. It was. Oh god, no! It's a, why, why, why? What you could you could be doing? You, why couldn't you put Moose in that fucking eight man? Give me PCO versus fucking Jeff Cobb. Uh, last match announced so far. Women's uh, match. Correct. Four way for the impact for the knockouts title. Mickey James defending against Deanna Perrazzo, Giselle Shaw, and Mio Yamashita. Which is like, so you got three impact and one New Japan strong person in there. Right. Like, yay. You know, it's interesting. <laughs> what? They didn't book their women's champion on that show for many a weekend. Oh, yeah. Mm. I'm being more of a conspiracy theorist than you are right now. No, it's just because she's on limited dates. Still many a weekend. Yeah, but I mean, I think think she's... Was she too busy shooting Mandalorian 25? That, yes. That's... What do you call it? Well, no, because she's... um... She filmed Mandalorian, but I think she's filming uh, a cameo spot for Ahsoka, which is another Star Wars series that's getting. Yeah. I think that's where she is. Good for Either her. that or she's just chilling because that's her husband's biggest payday weekend. And then they get to take time off. That's nice. And that's what they do every year. And good for Sarah bust his ass for Mania. That's nice. Makes a bank. Ooh. Not being a jackass. I'm just well, I'm playing being a jackass, actually. So, yeah. All these youngins on the Indies in New England don't know the, the quality stitching. The Roth used to make everyone's fucking gear, and that's why shit was popping in the fucking late double O's. Um, yeah. Sure. Okay. Do you have your notes ready? Yes. Um. Uh. So I I, I missed the first forty five minutes and I DVR'd it, but then I said fuck this game and never want, went back and watched that forty five minutes. But I do know the gist of what happened. It's okay. I'll go. But over. yeah. Oh, there's one other thing we need to mention about uh, Impact. What did I miss about Impact? Um, Taya Valkyrie is officially done with the company. And that would basically get rid of the Freebird rule they had going on with uh, the dolls. Right, which sucks because I liked her with the Death Dolls. But yeah, she's officially done. However, she is still currently the MLW featherweight women's champion. So, hold on. Mm -hmm. So what the fuck happened with 
we know why she left? Just her contract was done. Oh, okay. She signed a year, and I remember, like when I last year when I was at the pay per view, she had, it was she had just come back, so That's she signed a year. Her years up. Easy enough. Okay. Yeah. I'm. I'm just wondering. I didn't know if there was maybe any. Well, the and but the thing is also so there's you know so her years up, she's available now. She's obviously still working and in great shape, and who knows if Trips might be able to coax her back. Remember, she was one of the Trips picks that got right. fucked because of Nick Khan. Oh, you're right. And if Trips can smooth things over, she's a de- she's a definite talent that they can use. I can't wait to get to the end of the show. I have some shit I need to. Oh, so do I. I need to go off on a rant that's non-wrestling related, but I'll leave it to the end. Okay. Uh, All right. Are you ready? Yes. Ding, ding, ding. Let's do it. What the fuck was that? Supposed to be a ding, ding, ding. Oh, that was interesting. Uh, All right. So let's jump into it. Oh boy. Alright, so we open with um what I think it was the closest thing to an actual wrestling match Orange Cassidy's done in a long time in AEW. <laughs> yeah. Um he ends up retaining over Jay Lethal, but again it was compared to anything else we've seen from Orange Cassidy over the last couple months, it was actually somewhat respectable to watch. It and was, I know you I mean, didn't watch it, but I know, but it's 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 just you know, it's like I said, Jim can work. Just when he has the right person with him, he can work. Right. Um. So yeah. Uh. Then we had. Uh. Oh, so Jared came out and. All right. So Lethal left up the ramp, but then Jared snuck in from through the crowd. And uh, attacked Orange after eventually hit him with the guitar on the leg that was injured during the match before getting chased out by best friends. So that's how that ended. Uh, then we get Hobbs backstage being interviewed by Renee about the main event match later in the night. Mm-hmm. Oh, we forgot about the uh, the the production fuck up during uh, Orange and Lethal. What was that? I missed that. I was too busy fast forwarding, probably. Oh, yeah. So, uh, proof that, you know, because, you know, the, the whole thing about how they've got the guy running the production truck who was like Kevin Dunn's protege. Right, right, right. Yeah. No, obviously, this guy doesn't know what the fuck he's doing because he decided to hit the wrong switch. And during, I think it was during the entrances, <laughs> he hit the wrong switch. So the commentary mic went over the PA. And so, Tony Schiavone's talking and he stops dead in his tracks. And then Taz is like, that's the angels talking, Schiavone. And this is me. And, <laughs> and the whole crowd's like, you fucked up. I'm just like, that's a, like, th- th- it's become a weekly thing where they fucked up on the audio somewhere during the broadcast. Maybe he's the new Vince Russo and he's been implanted into AEW to purposely fuck. No, I think maybe he's like the new Vince Russo in that he lied about how much he actually paid attention that's to what I really being meant. under Kevin Dunn when he was really like the guy that went and got everyone's coffee. Right. He that's, was glad. That's what I really meant. You know that's what I really meant. Don't be an yeah. asshole. <laughs> um, 
Something at Stark starting to cut an in-ring promo before uh, he gets jumped by Juice Robinson. Yes. Because I'm done with Jericho. Now I'm going to get jumped by this jobber. Great. Um, then we get uh, this whole first. Really, this whole show was just way too much fucking talking. Uh-huh. Um, then we get Wardlow backstage with Tony. Um, they expose the car break-in from the other night mm-hmm. or car break-in. I don't fucking know. No, it legit happened. Okay. Um, well, Tom War- left his belt out on the back seat for the whole world to see. Uh, so Wardlow, uh, he, uh, he says, so I don't have any gear. So fuck it. Let's make this a false count anywhere match. Like, mm-hmm. Sure. Great. Uh, then we get Ruby in ring with Renee. Then eventually she calls out her opponent, beats Sky Blue. Then Willow comes out to try and talk sense into Ruby. And Willow gets laid out by Ruby and Soraya and Tony for her troubles. So it's, it's coming to what I said last week. This is going to fucking happen. Right. Or, um, I mean, at least we, Willow's getting a payday. Then we get Hangman backstage with Renee. Because we got to keep squeezing blood out of this fucking thing it this is this is fucking this is blackpool and jericho all over again they're going in reverse of the freaking and they're they should be done and they're not it gets worse it gets so much worse gets worse later in the show i know um then they showed mjf pre-tape from after his match of revolution where he announces his rebar mitzvah for winnipeg this coming week I'm sure that'll be funny. Are we going to see any? I feel like we're going to see some half-naked women. We better. I don't fucking know. Um, or because they're in Winnipeg, he should be like, "I was trying to get half-naked women, and all I got was these Eskimo bitches, and have like chicks in parkas around their." That, that would that would be the best. That would be yes. the best. But you know, this, if MJF is allowed to produce a segment, I, I'm sure that would happen. Tony Khan produces a segment. We're never going to get that level of humor because Tony Khan is. is He'll just snort a couple lines and be like, "I want the best strippers." Right. Um, and we get FTR in the ring with Tony. Noticing the theme of the show. A lot of talking, not a whole lot of wrestling. Mm-hmm. Um, FTR in the ring with Tony. Just calling out the guns. Like, so, whatever. according to Dax, things are still the way they are and their contract still expires in April. They haven't signed on a multi-year deal again yet. I smell bullshit. Like, it's just, they're trying to play both sides of the field now. And really, like I said before, I feel bad for fucking Cash Wheeler because... If they haven't already re-signed, why would they even have that promo? Because this way, Tony can try to pop a rating out of them and try to kiss their asses and be like, I'll put the titles on you and I'll give you a long run and it'll be different this time. And Dax is a stupid fucking Mark who will believe him. Then I can still work indie dates. Jackass, you're on TV. Shouldn't be working fucking indies anymore. Not to mention the fact that you're going to get lied to. Because the moment you sign that contract, guess what? We're going to get FTR Bucks 3 and you're going to do the fucking job. And then you're going to be on fucking YouTube for the next five years. Or Ring of Honor TV. Oh, wait. Yeah, Honor Club. If you're, if you're, even if you're, if, if you're even fucking used. Uh, then we get Jade Cargill backstage with Renee, where she puts out an open challenge for this week's show. 
Um, next note, fuck Judas, because fuck Judas. Yep. Um, yeah. <laughs> Jericho has sucked all the juice out of Ricky Starks, so now he is going to latch on to the acclaimed. So Jericho Garcia and Guevara beat AR Fox in top flight in trios action. JS cuts an in-ring promo. This is terrible. This is so terrible. Then they're interrupted by Kenny and the Bucks. Kenny starts talking, but then Callis comes out, stops Kenny, and takes over the promo. Eventually says Jericho is one of the best of all time, but then calls him only the second best wrestler in Winnipeg. Ooh, cheap heat. Ooh. I'm sure Bad News Allen would say something about that. Um, And then... Black. We're going to teleport We're Matt Hardy So they show up Terrible. And uh, basically say If you both want to come get it Which sets up a triple threat Trios match Uh huh Even though they don't, they don't pay attention to trios rules To begin with Oh we're going to get to not Fucking paying attention to rules later Don't you worry Yeah but yeah and it's like It's so like Suspension of disbelief. Who the fuck is supposed to believe that they're in some fucking cave somewhere in the dark overseeing this promo and then just snap their fingers and boom, they've teleported. Like, this is this goes along with that dumb shit of why I always hated the fucking stupid-ass broken Matt Hardy gimmick when they did the bullshit where they were in Impact and the fucking Goblet of Fire was in the fucking ring. And they went and touched it, and the lights went out, and then they showed up in Ring of Honor. Like, that shit was so stupid. <laughs> what? I, I forgot about that. Thank you. Yeah! That. Fucking terrible! Oh, God. Um, then we get fucking Cokehead Moranis on our TV. God oh damn. Oh, God. Where he announces about the leveling up of the All Atlantic Championship in collaboration with the new Shazam movie. How? how what? Who? So that I just uh, yeah. <laughs> so Shazam: Fury of the Gods is a Warner Brothers movie being released this coming weekend. Yes, and basically it's sponsoring. I don't know if it's sponsoring the show this week or just the match. Just but basically, uh, Orange Cassidy defending the All-Atlantic title against Jeff Jarrett as it's now being rebranded for the first time tomorrow night into the international title. Well, so, of course, so it's the fifth defense of it on foreign soil. And therefore, apparently there was some unknown rule that we didn't know about that after five defenses, the belt was going to be retired. Five defenses on foreign soil. Like, that's what they're going with. And then Tony Khan's stupid ass comes out and says, oh, yeah, we've had this belt ready for months, blah, blah. So, no, this was not the plan. But you've gotten so much shit over the fact that you've got a title called the All-Atlantic with, like, Japanese flags on it that you were going to introduce another fucking title. But now you're like, okay, so we'll just change it out and make it this title. Terrible. Uh, 
then they show a Danielson pre-tape from after his match at Revolution with MJF. Time for me to go home. Yep, he says it's time for me to go home. Please make that mean you're leaving the company. For his sake, that'd be a good thing. Mm -hmm. Uh, Then we get Mox and Claudio beating Silver and Reynolds. Um, Then we get the uh, Yuta coming out. He helps beat them down. Then Evil Uno comes out. He gets laid out too. Mm-hmm. And then we're going to squeeze more juice out of Hangman coming out. Mm-hmm. Um, at first, he, he uh, has no contact with anyone. He just He's checking on Dark Order. Mm-hmm. Then Claudio decides to put his hands on Hangman. Hangman says, fuck you! Mm-hmm. And hit him with the right hand. And that led to the combat club jumping Hangman. Because combat club are heels now for no reason. Right. And we're gonna then we're gonna continue this Moxley Hangman page fucking bullshit. Then we get uh we get the acclaim backstage with Renee. They're interrupted by Jericho. Uh, no, uh, fucking uh, Parker and uh, right Parker and Menard. Yeah, and Menard. Thank you. Yeah, but still, uh, Jericho's gonna suck the life out of the acclaim now. So they offer the acclaimed a chance to join JAS. The acclaimed laugh in their faces and then walk off. Great. So. Main event. Oh, before we get to the main event. Another week of several times during commercial breaks of AEW programming commercials being on during AEW programming, which means there was a lot, a lot of sponsorship time that was not filled on this show. Somebody's not selling their inventory. Mm-hmm. So TNT title. It's false count anywhere. For reasons. Where do matches usually start, JJ? In the ring. Where did this one start, JJ? In the parking garage. They rang the bell when they were in the parking garage. Because they, they had to play off of the hole my car got broken into by beating each other up on a car. I don't know about you, but if I'm in a parking garage, I probably wouldn't be able to hear the bell. So what's mm-hmm. the fucking matter? Mm-hmm. And then we got fucking two different referees. Apparently we got Aubrey Edwards for backstage and fucking Paul Turner for out in the ring. Mm-hmm. Because. Reasons. Thank you. Um. Then, then, it's a false count anywhere match, right? Mm-hmm. We got Paul Turner making 10 counts. Uh-huh. Because they yes. said because they changed the rules mid match and said that it's pinfall submission or knockout. They did say it once on commentary, and I went, "That's not a false count anywhere match. That's a last man standing match, or Texas match, or what even? Like, yeah, it, they just keep changing the rules. It's it's." It's a it's, anywhere match and a last man standing match having a baby and calling it fuckery match. Right, right. Yes. That's what it is. I agree. Or a, a fuck you match. That's what it's called. It's a yes. fuck you match. That's what yes. they should call it now. That's what it's they should book it. Coming up next week on Dynamite, a fuck you match. <laughs> yeah. That's what they should do. You keep it starring out and bleeping out every time fucking, fucking Sockface says it. And next week on Dynamite, it'll fuck you match. Yeah. Slap Tony Khan around. Yeah, he probably liked that too. 
You you know he gets he likes being dominated in the bedroom. I guarantee. It. Fucking guarantee it. Oh yeah, he pay he pays women to walk on his face. Oh yeah. Oh well. So, oh, wait, oh wait, no, no, no. no. With, with Tony Atlas was walking, walking on his back. back. No, it's what? No, Tony, it's his face too. Oh okay. But Tony doesn't have to pay women. Women do it for free for Tony because he's Tony Atlas. F- <laughs> I, I, I got I got feedback coming back. I don't know oh, why. Uh oh, that's not good. Uh. I don't know if it's on your end or my end or. I think it's on your end because I've I've got pretty clear here. On my end, my end, huh? Oh well, now it stopped all of a sudden. I don't know why. I just adjusted levels a little bit, so that might. Oh, that might be it. All right, so Rampage. Honestly, I didn't watch it. I know you don't watch it, so. Oh well, we didn't talk about the finish of this fucking match. Oh right, 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 right. So, so, so yeah. So we get to the end of the match. One of those brought Hobbs up to the stage next to the announce table. And then where the fuck does QT Marshall factor factor into this? Okay, so I I sat here and did a little bit of research. So if you didn't know, QT Marshall made an announcement on Twitter that the factory was disbanded. He said he was he basically said something to the effect of he was forced to disband the factory. No reason why, just the factory doesn't exist anymore. in my soul. Yeah, that's my guess. That that's my guess is because the, they don't want to be associated with fucking bloaty roads anymore. So, so then, apparently, way back during pandemic time, when Willie Hobbs was first introduced, remember when QT was friends with Cody and Willie Hobbs was friends with Cody before Willie Hobbs became powerhouse Hobbs and turned heel. Apparently, during that time, even though we don't want to associate with Bloaty Roads anymore, apparently QT made a promise to an individual who's no longer with the company that he would make, that he would take care of Willie Hobbs for him. So that's why we got this bullshit. And his way of taking care of him was to arrive during the match when Hobbs seemed to be a little bit out of it and attack Wardle with the chair and then help Hobbs powerbomb Wardle off the stage onto Into a crash pad. Whatever the fuck that was. I don't, I don't fucking know. That was the worst shit. That was, that was almost as bad as Jericho in the Blood and Guts. Doesn't even break anything, really. Right. He just like, boom. And then he's like, oh, no. Uh, I'm, like, uh, I'm like a turtle. I'm, I'm a back. Oh, oh no. no, I can't oh, no. move. Help me. Help me. I can't move. Help me. Help me. Half the black. I can't move. Help me. Help me. I can't get up. I can't get up. It's like a life alert commercial. <laughs> and uh we're old. <laughs> let's just say Warlow did not answer the 10 count. We have a new TNT champion. Warlow didn't answer the 10 count, sitting there looking at the ref like, yep, whatever. Are we at 10 yet? Right. So you just made Wardlow look like even more shit because you did you just took the hot potato belt, put it back on him just to take it off him to put it on powerhouse. I'm like, I'm happy for powerhouse. Obviously he's gonna get TV time now, but like you couldn't just have hosses fight and be hosses. No. Like you could have drawn this out and had QT come out and help powerhouse Hobbs like a few weeks from now and help him get the belt. Just so Wardlow got a little bit of juice out of the Holding or, this title that's meaningless. Or, brilliant idea here. Why didn't they just put it on Hobbs to begin with at the pay per view? 
Yeah. They could have had Hobbs win the fucking donut on fucking Rampage on, on Dynamite and face Joe at the pay-per-view. Right. Instead of doing and and then have fucking Wardlow chase him. Like it, it's so it's it's so terrible. Like Wardlow Wardlow's useless now. And and in all honesty, the TNT title, like the TN, when they first started the company, the TNT title was supposed to be the secondary belt in the company. It's nowhere near that now, especially because they're gonna they're gonna introduce the international title. So is that going to hold more precedence over the TNT title now? Mm-hmm. Or what? Where did where do the Ring of Honor belts factor in? Because you got guys on your main roster with Ring of Honor belts who are still on every week. Like it's just because you're switching out one belt for another doesn't mean you don't have too many belts still. And anyone who tries to tell me this, they're two separate companies bullshit needs to shut the fuck up because they're not. Ring of Honor is literally extra episodes of AEW Dark, and that's it. Yeah, I I don't get it. I just don't. Yeah. Um Oh, by the way, they the, apparently there were more things announced for the Ring of Honor show. Really? Yeah. So apparently I was wrong when I said there was going to be a round robin tournament for the tag titles. Apparently well, yeah, they, they announced a, a ladder match. A reach for the sky ladder match. And the first people announced were Lucha, Lucha Brothers. Brothers. So you figure the Lucha Brothers will be in there. Top Blade will be in there. Um, what's that team that's like Blake Christian and AI Era Fox or whatever that's teaming is going to be in there. Top Blade. Flight. No, I said Top Flight's going to be in there. Oh. But, like, there's that other team that's, like, been randomly, like, when we read the results, and it was, like, Blake Christian and AR Fox. I was like, why isn't Fox with Top Flight? Because they decided to stick them with whoever now. I'm sure they'll be in there. But, yeah, it's, like, yeah. It's, oh, yeah. And, you know, it's bullshit. Yeah. Um, all right. Let me get to Rampage. Hmm. <laughs> Guevara beats Action Andretti. (laughs) Action Andretti, man. They made a star out of him. Yeah. Then, let's see here. Then the acclaimed beat a couple of jobbers. (laughs) Like, who cares? Um... (laughs) Yeah, uh, Jack Cartwheel and Starboy Charlie. That's uh, those fucking the 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 Rays Ra- Wave Runner fucking dudes again. Oh, I didn't know their names. Okay. Um, apparently, uh, Menard and Parker made another offer for the claim to join the JAS, and they declined again. Right. Uh, Takeshita beat Preston Vance in oh my God, action. Got a win. Yep. On TV. Hmm. Uh, and then Riho Riho beat Nyla Rose in singles action. And then deleted her Twitter. Who? Riho? Riho. Oh, okay. Um, 
Now they had the Briscoe announcement at the end of the show. So they didn't even they didn't even announce the Ring of Honor match on Ring of Honor television. Television. They announced that on Rampage. Correct. How the fuck are you supposed to keep these th- separate companies when you keep doing bullshit like this? I know. Um. And by the way, with Vicky Guerrero gone from the company, Marina mm-hmm. Shafir was the only one with Nyla Rose, apparently. And apparently, she's not even done yet. Her contract's coming up, but because she's not renewing, they told her to stay the fuck home. That's nice. Yeah. Dick move. Well, yeah, we knew that. All right. That all being said. It's all bullshit. So. My suggestion about how we handle the next part. Mm -hmm. Because there's a lot of WWE to get into. I would suggest we run through everything not WrestleMania related. So NXT. <laughs> and then we'll touch on the what we'll do is we'll touch on the uh the over the over the the the, the meaningful shit that's coming out of Raw and SmackDown that's gonna feed into Mania mm-hmm. and then maybe touch on one or two things aside from that. Does that sound fair? Yes. All right. So let's get into NXT to start off. Sean has officially run out of ideas. So I'm going to try to consolidate three weeks, three weeks worth of results for you as much as possible. Um, so basically, they had uh, a bunch of lead up to it being a match of respect for the women's title involving Satamora and Roxanne Perez. Right. Eventually they were the main event this past week on NXT Roxanne mm-hmm. retained. Mm-hmm. Um, and Sean has run out of ideas. I wouldn't say it was a strong style match, but there were a lot of strong style elements put into the match. It was Cemento. Yes. Thank you. That Yes. So, in 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 yeah in the same light, uh, so basically Roxanne retains over Satomura, uh, who helps Perez up after the match, presents the belt to her. Then they have Roxanne collapse because Sean has run out of ideas. Officials and trainers run out. Booker eventually leaves commentary to get in the ring and check on her. Uh, Sean also comes out with more trainers and then a stretcher. And then they wheel out Roxanne Loader in an ambulance as the show goes off the air last week. Um, Gee, where have I seen this before? So, oh, yeah, in a Shawn Michaels match. Well, it was during the match. That's, that's a little different. Still the same thing. But now you're in a position where you have an NXT special in, as we're recording this on Tuesday, March 14th, the NXT special is... 18 days away. Mm-hmm. All the math is correct. Yeah, Saturday the 1st is 18 days away. Mm-hmm. You have an NXT special 18 days away, and now you're in a position where you're in a dead end with your woman's title Yep. because you provided nothing. Like, the only thing that would make 
any sense whatsoever coming out of the way you ended your show the week before. Mm-hmm. Obviously, we'll find out more tonight. And by we, I mean me, because you're still boycotting NXT. Damn right. Is is there a way to run it back at this point with the way they went off the air? This is the only thing that I can think of, uh, that I can think of because they are 18 days away from Santa Deliver. My idea is they will do the we're still waiting for Roxanne to be cleared. Therefore, there will be no women's title match at Santa Deliver. We are within the 30 days uh, defense clause, yada, yada, if they want to go that route. So that way they can push it forward to after mania to have Roxanne have her next defense somewhere on TV and have it be like, oh, well, we're not sure if we want to medically clear you, but it has to be defended within 30 days. And she goes, I'm damn well not going to vacate this belt. Something along those lines. Well, if that's if that's the route they're going to go, that means that there would have to be a title match the NXT after Mania, right? Because that Tuesday night would be twenty eight days. If that's really and that's right. really the dumbass route they're going to go, mm-hmm. that's the only option at this point. Sounds like Sean. Hey, um, sure. Well, yeah. I got nothing on that one. Um, all right. What's the next thing to bring up? Um, Dragunov. So his first, ma- I'm pretty sure this was his first match back. His first match back on the 21st of February, he beats Trick. But now they've been basically building up things between him and JD McDonough. Because oh. we're going to run that back because that's where we left off when Dragunov was having visa issues. Right. Right. And yeah, so um, not sure if they're gonna run that at stand and deliver or if they're just gonna do it on TV. But we'll we'll wait and see, I suppose, on that one. Uh, okay. Also, let's see here. Um, Tyler Bate—they just been kind of, I guess, using as a floater. Like for example, he's been part of the the schism chase you thing because he was um teaching like uh meditation to thea hale to get the Mm -hmm. fear of uh ava rain out of her Mm -hmm. um he um basically I, i i I feel like they have nothing right now for Tyler, so they just stuck him in the middle of this so they could even the odds on the, from a male yeah. perspective. Yes. Because right now it was the Dyad and Gacy with against Chase and Duke, and now Tyler would even the odds in that regard. Yeah. So I think my guess, um, so my assumption would be they'll probably have a six-man tag at some point. I just don't see that being – Mania weekend worth No, it'll probably be the go home NXT before stand and deliver. Right. Uh what else we got here? Um all right, so we went over Gulak dropping Hank Walker like a bad habit and taking on Charlie Dempsey, right? Yeah. Alright. So that's all they've just been building on that the last few weeks. Nothing crazy, just like backstage shit. No nothing mm-hmm. in ring, honestly. Um 
they're putting a lot of stock into Sol Ruka, which rightfully so. I mean, she's she's relatively talented. Right. Um, they were doing vignettes with her. Um, I think she had a match at some point the last couple of weeks. Um, but basically, I think they're trying to build towards her versus trying to run back her versus Zoe at some point. Yeah, is the looks of it. As long as they're still pushing her after February, that's all that matters. Pushing who after February? Falruka. Oh, oh, right. Okay, I I was picking up what you were putting down there. Uh what else we got here? JC and Gigi, you you know their story, right? They're um, they, probably gonna have some. They had a singles match last week, which Gigi won on a roll-up, but then JC laid her out after the match, so clearly they're not done with that. They'll probably have a street fight at Stand and Deliver. That, yeah. Because the two of them can't work a regular-ass match to save their lives, so you just have them go out and do fucking Gaga. Right. Um, They've been building up Gallus and Pretty Deadly, which is leading to a tag title match tonight on NXT. Right, I keep forgetting Um, Gallus are the tag GMs now. So, um... Just pretty deadly being pretty deadly. They're so are they like? Are they been a little more aggressive? Baby face. No, they've been selling Gallus's baby. It's, it's it's weird. They've been selling Gallus's like the hard ass baby faces. Oh, okay. Like very much in the brawling brutes kind of way. Okay. But pretty deadly, so fucking over. It's right. It's a very split crowd when they're sharing the same space. Yeah. Um. Dabakato and Apollo Crews just having vignettes back and forth about each other the last few weeks, and now they're going to meet in a singles match tonight. Yippity yay. Um, they've been building a, a minor storyline between Stevie Turner and Lyra Valkyria. Um, they're, again, it looks like they're going to eventually have a match. I just don't know when they because nothing's been officially announced for them. Mm-hmm. Um... Wesley's been having a number of open challenges and successfully defending North American title. He's having another one tonight. Um, It sounds like they've been pushing Tiffany Stratton. Why? And to the point where when she won her match, I think it was the same, I think it was last week. She won her match, I'm pretty sure it was last week. Hang on, let me find it. Uh, It's so awful. I know she beats somebody. Right? Not just me. All right, maybe it wasn't last week. Maybe it was the week before. But anyway, so Tiffany won a match at yeah, one point yeah. over the last couple weeks uh, and basically said that she wanted next after Sodomora and Roxanne. I've been here a year. I just thought I'd throw that out there. Not even she, because she, she was like gone for months at a time because they were like, this bitch ain't ready for TV. Right. Uh, so Tony D and Dijak eventually met at Roadblock. Yep. It was a jailhouse street fight, not just any street fight, jailhouse street fight, where they took one of those fake ass cages they use for like war games and placed it in the middle of the entryway. Oh. In order to win the street fight, you had to put your opponent in the jailhouse cell and locked the Oh, they already had the match? I thought that match was scheduled for standard deliver. No, they had it last week. 
Uh, Tony D won. He beat Dijak. Are you fucking serious? No, I'm lying. Jesus. Terrible. What the fuck? Who the fuck does does Tony D'Angelo have incriminating photos of? Dude is terrible. And you take fucking Chris Dijak, who is everything you want in a fucking worker, and you do this bullshit. Um... They're still doing that weird program involving Fallon and Kiana and Briggs and Jensen with the involving Kiana's relationship with Briggs. Jensen's still trying to lose his virginity. <laughs> I mean, that was it has been brought up lately, but that's certainly part of it. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's that. Um, they haven't. There's no plans at all for those tag titles either. Not, no mention of it at all. The last three weeks on television. Oh, the women's tag titles. That's right. Yes, zero mention of it the last three weeks. All, all, all the fucking eggs have gone in the basket of the romance angle and the Fallon apologizing to Kiana, but then Fallon not being 100 percent sure she really wanted to apologize, and now. Uh, Briggs is joining the side of Fallon where he's not sure either about whether Kiana's being uh, just a whole fucking. So in other words, Sean has run out of ideas. And as such, you can see where certain areas are starting to lack in creativity. On this episode of NXT's Young and the Restless, I don't know what the fuck's going on. Right, exactly. Um, What else? Oh, Nathan Frazier returned, by the way, as one of the challengers in uh, Wesley's Open Challenges. Okay. Um, I'll go deeper into Roadblock in a second because that was last week. Right. Uh, what else? Oh, we never discussed this. Bronze title defense against Ginger three weeks ago. Oh yeah. Did I explain that finish to you? Yes, you sent me the Twitter clip. Yeah. So Ginger goes for the Coloss. Braun basically does a a hip toss out of it to counter. And then Ginger just basically stands there and lets Braun jump into a spear. Mm-hmm. And that's that that jump. That's right, right. That's basically the that that's your match. Terrible. Terrible. Hey, I'm terrible. telling you. I'm telling you. The moment Braun goes up on the main roster, whenever that is, he is going to be eaten alive. Alive. Yeah. He's going to get booed out of the fucking building. They're going to try to shove him down everyone's throats as the next big fucking baby face, and the crowd's not going to buy it. Um, Wendy Chu, the parking lot strikes again. She was found laid out. Again? Yeah. Did they ever figure out who did it last time, or were we just continuing this for the next time? Oh, I taught them the Keto Lions injury in the parking lot? No. Oh, they, that's what it was. Yeah, the yeah, yeah ass bitch yeah, got injured. They, they haven't revealed shit yet. So there's a there, there so there's a there's a there's a phantom pooper in the parking lot. Um oh so Indushare won a uh, tag match over somebody two weeks ago. Okay. Then Ginger offered a six-man tag against the Creeds and anyone they could find to be their partner. Mm-hmm. Creeds are backstage that same night. 
mm-hmm. and reluctantly asked Damon Kemp because they were out of options. Mm-hmm. Kemp laughs them, laughs them off and says, fuck off and walks away. Mm-hmm. Guess who steps up to be their partner? Uh, Bron. Yes. Yes. Oh. Yes. Um, Terrible. What else you got here? Poor gender was in that match with so much fucking green it. Oh, that's what it was. Tiffany Stratton beat Katana Chance two weeks ago, and that's when she said she wanted <laughs> against Roxanne. Right. Um, Mello beat Tyler Baton in the main event from two weeks ago. I'm sure that was a decent match. Yeah, of course. Um, yeah, that's really it. Uh, Valentina Ferois basically said, fuck you to Electra and knocked her out with Nux after a match couple weeks ago so that's <laughs> sure <laughs> all right so roadblock last week i mentioned the tony d beating die jack that was the opening match terrible uh then i mentioned briggs and kiana and all that shit going on um gallus called out pretty deadly and that's when they set up the match for tonight mm-hmm uh, then they showed a pre-tape of Valkyria talking about the woman's title for some reason, even though she has a thing going on with Stevie Turner, so I don't fucking know why that was going on. Um, they showed Dragon Lee at ringside before the six-man tag. I did see pictures of that. Um, Braun and the Creed's end up beating Jinder in, in to share. Mm-hmm. Uh, then they... Then they did the Grayson Waller effect with HBK in the ring. Mm-hmm. Uh, the tallest desk in the world. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, Sean's also really short. Um, <laughs> Waller, beats, I'm honest. Uh, Waller eventually challenges Sean for a match at Stand Deliver. Sean declines but reveals an opponent in his place, which is Johnny Gargano. Johnny mm-hmm. appears, chases out Waller. And now Johnny's going to appear on the show tonight. So Johnny gets fucked out of a mania payday in order to wrap this up and carry this fucking undeserving piece of shit who's not safe in the ring and who's never going to fucking make an impact on the main roster. You said it, not me. Not, um, I, I have to admit, though, because I, I saw a clip of this, and I have to admit, Grayson Waller did say one thing that was absolutely true. Unfortunately, he didn't realize that he was part of the statement that he was saying. He said that there's no stars coming out of NXT. He said, besides Mello and Braun, there are no stars in NXT. And he's absolutely right. But that includes him. I think that was completely unintentional, but yeah, sure. Um... And this is where Gigi beat JC and then JC later out after the match. Um, more Fallon, Jensen, and Briggs bullshit. Um, then Braun comes back out to the ring, by the way. Later in the show. Uh, he calls out Mello and lays out the challenge for stand and deliver. So it's Braun versus Mello for the title. I'm amazed at the one-on-one match. I'm truly amazed. You and me both. Um... Gacy beats Andre Chase in singles action. Then they show a pre-tape of Isla Dawn and Alba Fire talking about the women's tag division. (laughs) Um, So we're going to flip Alba Fire back heel. 
She's been healed for she's been healed for like a month now, dude. What? She's been healed for like a month. Well, this happens when I what like the last I knew, Alba Fire was a baby face, and she had that big blow off match with Isla Dawn, but then Isla Dawn possessed her. Right. It's fucking stupid. And now they're together. It's stupid. Uh, then they show yeah, Chase you backstage. Yeah, they show Chase you backstage. Duke yells at Andre for the you being a joke. Okay. Um, Wesley offers another open challenge for this coming week, and then we had the women's title match we already discussed. So, so that's uh, that's NXT in a nutshell. That's your that's your catch up there. Um, stuck in this nutshell. What kind of nut is this with the shell so big? What the fuck are you doing? Help, I'm stuck in a nutshell. Austin Powers. I got it. I <laughs> got it. Oh, JJ, fucking Christ. <laughs> All right. Um, Fine, sure. I'll give myself applause. Sure as fuck, we're gonna get it from me. <laughs> that surely wasn't fucking happening. Um, all right, so I think I went over everything that's been revealed about tonight's show. Let me double check real quick. Gallus defending against Pretty Deadly, Wesley Open Challenge, Apollo and Dabo Cato one on one, Gargano appearing. I'm pretty sure that's it. Yeah, that's all they've released about tonight. Um, I have a feeling they're probably going to do Sol Ruka and Zoe Stark tonight too, but I could be wrong. And just just based on the story arc, that's just so, I feel like that just makes sense. So all they have for stand and deliver then is Braun and Mello and Johnny and um, Waller and Gallus and Pretty Deadly. No, because oh. Gallus and Pretty Deadly is tonight. Oh, so they have two matches announced for stand and deliver, and they're less than two weeks out. Thanks, Sean. Yeah, yeah, two matches. Two matches and they're 18 days out. Mm-hmm. Yep, that's right. Thanks, Sean. Yep. Not to mention, every time I see a commercial for NXT on Raw, it's the same commercial during every break, and it's for a talking segment. It's not even for a fucking match. What, uh, for, for Johnny? Yeah. Tonight? Yeah. Week before that, all I saw was there's a special Grayson Waller effect with Shawn Michaels on NXT Roadblock. Yeah, why don't you tell me about the matches that are supposed to be on it? Because it's Shawn. All right. Let's jump into SmackDown real quick. Um, All right. So, overarching storylines to be discussed. Um, Number one, obviously, well, there's two, obviously. There's like a 1A and a 1B. Mm -hmm. That goes between both shows. The 1A being obviously the build-up for Cody Roman. That's bleeding into the 1B, which is Usos and Solo with KO and Sammy, in which Cody has been kind of bled into. My assumption is at some point, maybe the Raw, the go-home Raw into Mania, they'll probably do, they'll probably do 
a six Cody, man. KO, and Sammy against the Usos and, and Solo. Oh, well, yeah. Um, especially given the street fight that happened last night between Solo and KO with the Usos mm-hmm. coming out. Mm-hmm. Um, that'd be, that would be my assumption. Yeah. Um, as far as how it impacts Mania, obviously, we you know Cody and Roman. I think we would both pretty much agree at this point they're going with KO and Sammy against the Usos. It's just a matter yeah. of them finally pulling the trigger on KO saying, fuck it, Sammy, get over here. Called that back in December. Right. <laughs> um, so it's just wait and see on that at this point. Um, they're going to have Sheamus and Drew on SmackDown this week, competing yep. to see who gets a shot at the Intercontinental title. At, it's at Mania, at right? Mania. Yes, okay. at Mania. I'm, I'm, I'm almost positive they're going to pull some bullshit where Imperium comes out and makes it a no contest, and then that turns it into a three-way for the belt. Um, so basically, the, the, the inspiration behind that is that I guess Sheamus and Drew have been kind of butting heads lately. Again. So because that's what they keep doing with these two. It's like, oh, we're tagged this week. Oh, we hate each other the next week. Like right. pick a lane, getting tired of it. And at this point, what where the what like Ridge and Butch are just off somewhere. Right. That's why, like, after Mania, like you better take you bet you better you better take a take take the operative and fucking flip Ridge and Butch fucking heel and break them off of Sheamus. Or just fucking put them on TV. Well, yeah. Something. Right. But what I'm saying is that should be the smart thing to do is you do the three-way at Mania. You have Gunter keep the belt. Have Sheamus, what do you call it? Have Sheamus like hat in hand, but talk to talking to Drew. And then have just have Ridge and Butch just turn on them to be like, the two of you have been taking up the spotlight for the past five months while we've, we've been sitting around doing nothing. So fuck you. We're going off on our own, and that's when Butch becomes Pete Dunn again. And he's telling you merchandise. My name is Pete Dunn. I'm nobody's Butch. There's your merch. That would work. Uh, then we got this whole thing going on with Ray and Dom still, obviously, and Santos is now getting involved, and uh, Santos is going to take over for Ray after Mania. Trying to stand up for the respect of Ray. Um, then eventually got to a point where Dom actually challenged Ray to a match at Mania. Was this last, last night? Last, last night, night on Raw. Ray said no. Mm-hmm. Just a whole bunch of shit. Plus, Dom shit on Ray in the ring after it was announced that he's the first inductee for the Hall of Fame last Friday. Right. Just a whole bunch of shit. And then they're they're announcing another inductee on the bump tomorrow. Yeah, so I'm doing on a fucking TV show or doing on their fucking YouTube show, which is which, so here's the thing. So PW Insider originally said that they were supposed to announce Muda for the Hall of Fame the night they announced Ray. Right. And there's also word that they're posthumously inducting Tim White this year. So one of those two is gonna be who's gonna who's announced on the bump. Oh boy. Um I guess Batista's not going to go to the Hall of Fame this year. Cause... Well, that was going to be one of my questions, so I'm glad you said that. That was because uh, that that was he, he was supposed to do it during the pandemic, and they they held off, and like that he 
I, it's kind of weird though. Who's to say who's a bit who's a bigger name to headline the class? Batista or Ray? Mm. Ray has more longevity. Batista has more crossover. So it's hard to say. At the same time, when are you ever going to be this close to San Diego again for Mania? While Ray's still exactly walking, right? Um, and in all honesty, and by the way. So I, I love seeing the thing where like Ray is the third person on the active roster to be inducted in the Hall of Fame. No, he's the second. Goldberg was on a per diem deal when he got brought into the Hall of Fame and wasn't supposed to wrestle anymore after that. But they brought him back in two years later. Right. Like it doesn't count. Um, here's the other question I have coming out of what you just mentioned. Mm-hmm. Who would induct Tim White? I don't know because uh, you know who the obvious the, the obvious relationship that Tim Andre's has family. always been known for. from Andre's family. Oh, who? Maybe the daughter? Yeah, because they're able to pull her in for the for the doc that they did for HBO. So maybe right, and he lived on the ranch there with them. So, oh right, yeah, yeah, maybe, yeah, maybe. Uh, that's that's if Tim White gets his own thing, or Tim, or, or or Tim White, if it, if, because it's posthumous, he might just be going into the legacy wing, right? That too. That's you know the the dead people's you know collage every year, right? <sighs> but yeah, I'm I'm almost but yo, well, obviously we're going to get Ray and Dom at Mania. I feel like they really need to add the stipulation of like make it a retirement match. And like I said before, I, I laid this out a few weeks ago where we say it has to be a retirement match, but Ray still wins. And then on Monday he comes out and says, I've done everything I can. And now I'm done anyways. Um, hands it off. What, what did they end up doing with, did they ever come to a closure with the killer cross end of things with Ray? Or has that just kind of been put on hold at this point? Didn't they, work on smackdown like last week and ray and, and dom interfered and crossed Maybe that I, I, I missed that i it was I, like well last week or the week before yeah they like they were there was something but yeah cross cross got his win over ray but it was because of dom oh okay um what else here obviously they've been doing the build-up also with in involving dom at 1.2 uh charlotte and Rhea, mm-hmm. the smackdown woman's title um I mean, they're doing what they can considering they're on different brands. So mm-hmm. it's it's not like there's going to be anything terribly special coming out of it, aside from whatever promos you can get out of either one of them. Um, I feel like Judgment Day is going to be done after Mania. Considering the way they just booked Edge and Finn, probably. Yeah, like I can see... Rhea going over and going over to SmackDown. Dom being eliminated completely because of Ray. Finn losing and then Lurch turning on him on the following Raw. And Finn goes back to being babyface. Or Finn just disappears after and comes back as a babyface months later. Now the other option. Maybe he disappears and comes back around SummerSlam. Yeah, I was thinking maybe disappears and comes back around SummerSlam. That was the other That's option cool. I had in my head. Um, aside from the bullshit news that was going on over the weekend, mm-hmm. let me just ask the question right out. 
Okay. What the fuck, what the fuck are we going to do with Bray? Are we going to have him in Lashley? We'll have him in Lashley. <sighs> it's just, it's a bunch of dirt sheet bullshit coming out because, like, because no, no, I'm, I'm totally like, I know. Fuck off with the shit from the weekend. I couldn't care less about that recording. We discussed that behind the scenes. I'm, I don't even want to fucking acknowledge it at this point. I'm right. just saying specifically for Mania, what the fuck are we doing with Bray? Because to bring together that and what's going on on Raw, the apparent commotion is Brock was approached about working with Bray at Mania. Brock I, said fuck off. Last week. So yeah. Right. Brock said fuck off and apparently asked for Omos. And then they just decide, all right, fuck it. We're just going to put Bray and Lashley together. That's essentially what I'm gathering from all this. So this is the, and this is guy. I left a teaser on the Facebook page two weeks ago about uh, how this was Brock's decision. And it was before all this news broke out. So I was right ahead of the game. Um, basically, yeah, this is not the first time Brock was approached about working with Bray. And Brock is a cunt. And doesn't want to do business. So Brock exercised his creative control clause in his contract. So what happened was they he 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 purposely he he said, Oh, well, you know, because that's why they had Bray do the setup of whoever wins Brock versus Lashley, because Brock was supposed to go over. But then Brock said, No, I don't want to do this, but I'm not going to do the job clean of Lashley, so I'll kick him in the dick. And so then Brock gets DQ'd, so Brock can go off and do his own thing. And then Brock turns and he goes, Okay, who's supposed to be your next big monster? Oh, this guy? Okay, I'm going to make him look like shit at Mania and collect my check and then go home. This is exactly that that this is this is Brock versus Goldberg all over again. Because I know word came out originally about oh, PW Insider reported that this is going to be Brock's last match and he said no. PW Insider came out and said no, this isn't true. But what happened was, what happened was, you see, Someone looked back towards, uh, looked back at the last time Brock renewed his contract and they looked at how many dates he had planned out. And as it shows, it looks like Mania is his last working date. So it would be suffice to say Brock is going to work this match and go home. If you think Brock is going to do the job to Omos, you are sorely mistaken. Brock is going to make Omos look like shit because Omos is a terrible worker. Omos is there for one reason and one reason only. Omos is there to check off demographic boxes for the Western African market. That is why. I can't fucking stand Omos. He can't work, but he is there to serve an international audience. It's the same as Great Kali with India. That's all it is. He is there so they can get buys and get eyes on the product in Western Africa. Because they've already got eyes in India. They've already got eyes in Eastern Asia. They've already got eyes in the Middle East. They need eyes in Western Africa. So that's why they're using Omos. And they're like, oh, well, Brock is box office. So we'll do Brock and Omos. And Brock's going to go, I'm going to make this motherfucker look like shit. And get paid and go home. It's going to be a terrible match. It's going to be a very terrible match. No. <laughs> You don't, you don't fucking say. say. But like I said, I like I said flat out. I put I like it, it, and you don't want to look at that at the timestamp on our Facebook page. I wrote, <laughs> I wrote. It says the Brock versus Omos was completely Brock's decision, and I will explain it on the next episode. And that was days before any word came out about Brock not wanting to work with Bray. 
kind of like I know what I'm talking about sometimes. Yeah, sometimes. <laughs> so, continuing on. Anything else that I really missed from SmackDown? From SmackDown? Not that I know of. They've really been consolidating storyline stuff among both shows. Yeah, really, really nothing. nothing. There hasn't been a lot of Gaga in between. Yeah, they've been, like, they've been kind of floating around like New Day and LA Night, but that's not going to be a thing because because uh, Woods is injured. No, Kofi's injured. Kofi's injured, but like, God, I could. Oh my God! Anybody who thinks that we're going to get LA Night versus Austin, shut the fuck up. Thank you. Thank you very much. Two words out of my mouth. Appreciate it. Seriously. Number uh, Austin's not going to work two manias in a row. He's not. All right. Let's go to Monday Night Raw. Okay. Most important question. Mm-hmm. How do you feel about Otis? I'm tired of uh, them trying to rehash the Otis and Mandy storyline. Because that's all it is. It's Otis going after pussy. That's all it is. That's all it is. Okay. <laughs> all right. I'll... Okay. Very blunt. I like it. All right. Um... <sighs> Not that it hasn't been good. I just Seth and Logan Paul. Okay. I know he's hosting WrestleMania, but do we need the Miz in the middle of every fucking thing? Uh, it's. I mean, I'm happy for Miz. He's going to get a Mania payday without having to take a single bump. Oh no, I don't mind him being the host of WrestleMania. I'm just talking about. Was it necessary to have him in the middle of this fucking Logan Paul Seth Rollins build? I don't think so, but at the same time, you need a you you kind of need a you need a MacGuffin between the two a in order to make them meet on the bridge. Uh, I just, I don't know. It's and really like it would have worked better if they hadn't had Miz turn on Logan Paul, and Logan Paul become a babyface, and then Logan Paul become a heel out of nowhere to circle back around to the spot we were before Mania last year, where Miz and Logan Paul were best buddies. Thank you. Like, that's the only part where there's the disconnect. Glad we're on the same page with that. Um, let me see here. Bianca and Asuka, I mean, they don't want, they've done with that build. Um, yeah. the fuck was Chelsea Green wearing last night? Bitch coming out in a wedding train and a captain's hat. Where the fuck is she going? Where have you been? Did she like just like find look in the box of gimmicks and be like, okay, I'll take this and this. That's that's what she's been wearing. I, shows how much I pay attention to this bitch. No, oh, you you didn't you didn't want you don't watch Impact, so I can't even. Never mind. Shit don't make no sense. That was just, in fact, I think that was what she was doing when she was in NXT. Well, guess what? If, really if, go your, back. if your gimmick is a Karen, neither the wedding train nor the captain's hat go along with that. Tell her that. 
Yeah, this is where the bitch is going to last six months and get released. Because she's going to sit there being all bitchy and be like, why won't you re-sign my husband? And then, fuck out! Get the fuck out! Fuck out and fuck out. She's probably getting bigger checks than he is these days. She is. Oh, but no, Zack Ryder's making so much money more on the Indies. He's so much bigger now than he was before. Shut the fuck up! How do you feel about them potentially putting her and Carmella together as a tag team? Two cunts in a box! That's pretty much where I thought you'd go with that. Okay, good. Um, Jesus Christ. <laughs> um, all right, two more matches that are books for Mania to bring up that are Raw-related. Number one... I don't think I have that one. That's the closest I got. What the fuck was that? I don't know. It's one of the buttons on here. It sounded like a clip from Fireball. Um, <laughs> God. Yeah, so we get we get we get a Cena match. It's for the US title against Austin Theory. I that's I don't understand. Theory still has money in his pocket once he gets to Mania. I don't understand. Don't understand what the booking I or I don't understand who benefits from this. I mean, Theory's probably going to be in need of the payday with the season the Sistlers he's been getting. See, number one, it's not going to be Theory getting that; it's the offices. But also, uh, there's a lot of stuff going on with that that hasn't been spoken about willing to share or behind sure sure okay. and like like i and i mentioned before on this i i have nothing but love for vic and vic alone but um there's a lot of stuff going around like the fact that uh the trademark lapsed at one point and wwe picked it up before they renewed it and they didn't realize it there's some of that going around um but also there's a so i don't know if uh a lot of y'all know, but uh, Vic spent a little bit of time in OVW back in 09. Um, when he was still tagging. By the and way, I'm... quickly to interject. Uh, I didn't properly set it up. So, um, cease and desist letters were sent by Vic Delicious, who's an indie talent around the England area, has also appeared in NWA recently, uh, especially when they did their U.S. tag title tournament. Mm-hmm. Uh, sent those letters to WWE and I guess Austin 3 was included in the letter uh, for the trademark for the phrase the now yeah. and obviously you know Theory's been wearing the arm the like the wristbands that say the now mm-hmm. he's been calling himself the now right. so that that's what we're referring to continue JJ right um, so yeah so Vic spent some time in OVW back in 09 and as such there could be a loophole in that whole thing where because he was technically under a developmental contract where it says you uh, rescind any rights to any gimmicks you're using while you're here and that could be grandfathered in that you know it's like it's a whole legal battle thing and like like i said i got nothing but love for vic but when it comes down to it you you've got a it doesn't matter how good your lawyer is they got jerry mcdevitt and they got millions of dollars to just drag this out until you run out of money on your side like, I feel bad for Vic, 
but I feel like this is a fight they are not going to win. I feel like it's going to be, they're going to get exhausted. And then five years from now, when it doesn't matter anymore, either they're going to be like, here, here's, you know, a thousand bucks, or they're just not going to have the money to keep filing continuances. Which that that's the American court system and its endless system of appeals is where we're at. Yeah, it's not, you know, it's not one of those cut and dry things where it's just like, oh, I got this. Yep, mine done. No, no, that's a, that's not how the legal system works, especially in the civil court system. Like, this isn't criminal court. This, this is, yeah, it's, yeah. But, yeah, I mean, and the thing, like, and, and, and not to knock a lot of stuff, but, like, because, I, I you know, I can speak on this, like, the, like, Defiant Pro Wrestling was the first company ever to put tag team titles on the now. They the when we were running, they were still Tony DeVito's students. And they would ride up with Tony. And Mike Milano was the first promoter to put tag titles on them. So we have a pretty long drawn out history with the now. It was because of us. And it was because of us using them and them sweet talking Bulldog Blansky that they got into uh they got in good with any uh, with Northeast Wrestling, which is where they were mainstays. A lot of people are, dude, where'd you go? Where'd you go? Where'd you go, Brian? Brian, you disappeared. Brian, it's just me. I'm here alone. I'm in an echo chamber. Echo. I don't know where Brian is. I I, I don't think I, he. Re, I, I'm going to try texting him on the side here, and I'm going to riff for a little bit. Uh. Uh oh, I got a message. Brian just lost power. So. <laughs> yes right apparently because of the snow brian katie has just lost power in upstate new york uh i am still uh sitting here sitting pretty as it may be so i will uh talk about this a little bit um but yeah uh so a lot of people know of the now as uh being you know homegrown talent from northeast wrestling no they were homegrown talent from dpw that was that was us we gave them a first big break. Um, I remember the first time they were actually booked on an NEW show. It was in Terryville, Connecticut. And because we were there supporting them because that was back when we still had an open conversation with that piece of shit, Michael Bryan. Um, but there was a span of time where they, uh, they weren't even around. Like they, they, they were tagging and then Vic went to OVW um they were they had a couple of tryouts for wwe they didn't make it um and then there was a span of a, quite a few years where they weren't tagging like uh vic was dealing with some back issues and wasn't working a lot hale was doing a singles thing there and then vic came back for a short bit and was only doing singles i remember i was managing in a couple of different companies um but yeah uh like i said Endless and you know the the endless series of appeals is what's going to figure it all out. Uh, wish I wish Vic luck, but uh, 
I don't know if it's going to handle so much. But yeah, but getting back to Austin Theory and John Cena, I'm really not positive as to where this is going. Oh, it's a legit outage. So, what I am going to do is figure out a way to see if we can save this. Uh, I'm going to riff for a few and say to be continued. If I leave the studio, will it automatically save? Yes. All right. So, with that being said, uh, <laughs> I guess instead of getting a two-part episode last week, you're getting a two-part episode this week. <laughs> I do apologize to all of you that are there, but uh, this is, you know, the, and well, sucks too, because I, I really got something to really bitch about. Um, but I'm going to wait, because I need, I, I'm not, I'm just not going to sit here talking to myself, because uh, that is chaos. Um, so, yes. So we will pick up on our next episode uh, where, uh, where we are here. So, uh, yeah, so we will pick up talking about John Cena and Austin Theory, and then we will cover the rest of the lead in towards WrestleMania. Um, maybe we'll cover whatever happens on NXT tonight when we get back together, depending on how the snow is. But, uh, yeah, so, and this, it, this will be up when Brian gets power again. I cannot make any promises as to when that will be. So uh, just everyone hang in there. Uh, thanks for joining us for the first part of episode. Oh, wait, he's back. Hi. Holy shit. He's back. So he's in the house of black. I, I am. So if you're on YouTube, you probably noticed right before I went out that uh, my light, light went turned out. off. Yeah. So there's a legit power outage in my neighborhood right now from this fucking storm that's going on. So what, you're running uh, off your laptop battery? Uh, so what I do is I turn the hotspot on my phone, and that's how <laughs> I've got Wi-Fi again. So that's we're just because the show is short enough where I'm like, fuck it, let's just do it and have, you know. Um. So what'd you cover while I was gone for a few minutes? I just basically covered the history of the now on the indies around here and leading into it and I wish him luck and yada yada and just uh, I saw I figure I figured we were just gonna leave off there but then you came back in so basically we we I was I left off on Cena and uh, and theory and how I don't know who this is gonna elevate in the long run. Yeah, it, it's just it's just odd the whole the whole setup is odd. Um, my assumption is that, oh, man, you know what assumptions do, but. Uh, you would think this is kind of a a theory wins, like it's, you know, like here's the problem: if theory wins clean, he's going to get the Roman versus Taker response to the Mania after Raw, mm-hmm. which really doesn't do Mania, anything maybe. for. Him. Yeah, Mania. Yeah, the the Raw after Mania. Yeah, but you know when when Roman beat Taker and like Jesus fuck. Like they right. should have turned Roman heel that night then and there, but they didn't. Um, also, like 
I mean, if Cena wins, what does that do? Like, wait, you get, you're going to have a part-timer with the U.S. title. You've already got a guy who's on a semi-part-time basis with the world title. So, like, that really doesn't do anything. Like, you know, and it's like, if you have Cody, like, the, what do you got, not Cody? If you have Austin get, like, the cheap win and get, like, a count-out victory, and you could have him come out the next time and be like, see, I beat John Cena, blah, 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 and it's a cheap heat win, but then I feel like that's only going to be fodder, and then they're just going to, because no matter what happens, after Mania, the Raw after Mania, Austin Theory is getting fed to fucking Cody. It's already on the wall. Cody's not winning the big one, and Austin Theory is going to be the victim of it when it comes to the Raw the night after Mania. Okay. That's interesting. It was on the wall. When Cena Cena did the whole thing where he talked shit about Austin and then left, and then he brings out Cody. Like this is that this is how it's gonna be. Either Theory is gonna win cheap and be out there, and then the next night give a fucking get told he has to defend the U.S. title again, and Cody comes out and fucking wins. Like it's that's all I'm. That's all I see happening is uh, Austin Theory is gonna. There's no way to elevate Austin Theory in this in this scenario. Okay. Uh, the last match that's officially booked out of Raw that we haven't discussed yet. Mm-hmm. So, here's the build of it that I have. Mm-hmm. Becky beats Bailey in a cage match with Lita's help. Mm-hmm. Then, Becky and Lita show up on Ding Dong Hello on Raw. Mm-hmm. Challenge for the tag titles. Bailey accepts mm-hmm. on behalf of Damage Control. Mm-hmm. Week after that, Lita and Becky become new women's tag champs thanks to Trish fending off Bailey for them. Mm-hmm. Then, uh, not last night, the 13th, so March 6th Raw, mm-hmm. the challenge is laid out for a six-woman tag. Mm-hmm. Which I so call basically, month- we We got what we're... We got the match we were looking at, just... Mm-hmm. With a prop involved in the midst of it, which is the women's tag yeah. titles. Well, because so remember how I said there was going to be some fuckery where they were going to be they they were going to get the women's tag belts onto Shayna and Ronda, but apparently Ronda's hurt now, or Ronda's claiming she's hurt, so they got pulled from Mania. So they just kept the women's tag belts in with this bullshit, and now apparently someone leaked. Supposedly leaked that Trish is going to turn heel on them at Mania, and then it's going to be Trish feuding with Becky through SummerSlam, which would that's be terrible. Odd. Yeah, that, that's a horrible booking. Right. Who, who booked this shit is what I would say. If that I would rather have Damage Control lose, and then Dakota and EO turn on Bailey, and we get a babyface Bailey again. Because it's yeah, been a solid like three years since we've had a babyface Bailey. Right. Yeah, we haven't had babyface Bailey in what, like pre pandemic? Right. So, yeah, like three years. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. So, here's how things look right now they've mm-hmm. only assigned two matches an official night of WrestleMania mm-hmm. so far. Seth and Logan Paul will be night one. Mm-hmm. Which I'm assuming is where they're gonna put. I'm going to let me say that's where they're gonna put Rhea and Charlotte. 
Yeah. Because night two is going to be Cody Roman. Mm-hmm. So my assumption is they're going to put Charlotte Rhea as the go home from night one and obviously Cody Roman night two. Mm-hmm. Those are your two main events. Mm-hmm. The other seven matches, uh, other six matches, well, we 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 gave Charlotte and Rhea night one. So we'll yeah. go other six matches. Um, Bianca and Asuka, I'd say probably night two. Mm-hmm. Um, Brock and Omos, can we just get that done on night one so we can forget about oh, it? Oh, that'll be like the second match of night one so Brock can go home. Um, I think Gunter, if we get the triple threat we're assuming for the IC title, mm-hmm. I could easily see that being the opener for one of those nights. Mm-hmm. I could see that being just like you did with Clash of the Castle when it was Gunther and Sheamus one-on-one. Same right. kind of thing. You're setting the stage for the night. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Fury and Cena. I, hmm. I would put that maybe on that night. Could, maybe that could be... I think that would be a yeah, night two. Because you already have a special attraction with Logan Paul night one. Right. I would consider Cena your other special attraction for the card right now. So I'd put mm-hmm. that night two. Yeah. Could you open with Cena Theory night two? I wouldn't. Mid card, probably, right? Mid card main event? Okay. Um, then. Obviously, and Owens against the Usos. That, now yeah. that could be a show opener. Yes. Or a. A night opener, one or the other. Mm-hmm. So I think we just figured out our two opening matches. The tag titles eventually when that gets booked. Right. And whatever the IC title match turns out to be. I think those are going to be your two opening matches for those nights. The mm-hmm. six-woman tag. <sighs> I'm kind of thinking mid-card night one in that yeah. range somewhere. Yeah. Um, And then Edge and Finn. That's going to be a night too. You're, yeah, I, it sounds like a really backloaded night too. But yeah, I mean that would yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I would, yeah. Honestly, Edge and Finn could be the main event of night one if they really wanted. It's a Hell in a Cell match. We could have maybe Seth and Logan could open. Hmm. They got I mean, regardless. Regardless, they have good candidates for opening matches right now. They have good candidates for matches that provide a lot of flexibility where they put them first on, last on, mid card Mm -hmm. main. You have some flexibility with a lot of those matches. Good. That that's the that's the one good thing. That's that's the one good thing that you can get out of a a pay per view with WWE. You can't get out of a pay per view with AEW. You have a Mm -hmm. lot of matches with wrestlers that can flex around the card, and they'll still be just as effective. Yep. If you can see my thumbs up, I don't know if you fucking can. I hope. Yes. You can. <laughs> um. All right. Couple so of need- odds and ends to take before we get into a new segment, and then the stuff you want to mention that's not wrestling related. Well, this uh, I wanted to mention few- about wrestle about WrestleMania that because I mentioned to you about who I okay my, my theory as to go why ahead. we're not getting Rock versus Roman at Mania. Okay. So, because, you know, obviously for the past year, I've been saying we're going to get Roman Rocket Mania, all the signs are pointing to it, and now we're not getting it. 
and instead we're getting Roman and Cody. And it kind of dawned on me last week as to why we're not getting it. Um, granted, yes, that would have been a marquee so match. It would have been a marquee match for Mania, but the thing is, Mania's already sold out. Mania's been sold out for months. However, SummerSlam is at Ford Field, which is a spot where they've held Mania in the past. Correct. And if they really want to sell tickets for Ford Field for SummerSlam, that's where they do Roman and Rock. By it's the way, big so four, it's not without Mania, but... right, Inc- not including floor seating, capacity sixty five thousand at Ford Field. Exactly. But you factor in and floor seats, could... probably in more right. than seventy ish range. Right, and they could do that where because of course everyone talked last shit last year with they only sold half the stadium. Yeah, it's still half a fucking stadium, but. They could easily you bring in you 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 bring in the rock and you do Roman and Rock at fucking Mania at fucking SummerSlam, and they announce it or let, like literally have Roman come out on Raw with acknowledge me at the end segment with a Tribal Chief celebration and then bang Rock's music hits because they're in L.A. and Rock shows up, you will sell tickets to SummerSlam quick as fuck. So I think that's the route that Hunter's going. Agreed. But yeah, that's um, all I wanted to do. All right, so a couple of things to bring up. Number one. Uh, number one. Uh, Saray out. Hmm. Obviously, she was in NXT. Um, more. Hadn't been on TV for a while. Yeah. Um. Well, Sean gave her the stupid gimmick with the fucking necklace. Yeah. I I almost feel like this was kind of a a let me go home kind of thing. I think yes. I don't yeah. think it was I, I, I'll just put out say it wasn't Sarah's fault. Right. It wasn't Sarah's fault. Um, right. So yeah, just feel bad for her because I feel like she was given a uh, wasn't given a, a fair. She was given a raw deal, right? Raw deal. Thank you. That's the phrase I was looking for. Yeah. Um, so obviously we wish her the best. Um, two events have been announced in the last few weeks for WWE. Number one, if I remember correctly, this is the first time since. Yes, it's the first time since the original New Year's Revolution pay-per-view. WWE is bringing a pay-per-view to Puerto Rico. Mm-hmm. Yep. They're bringing Backlash to Puerto Rico May the 6th. And it's just Backlash again. Right. It's not WrestleMania Backlash. It's just Backlash. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's going to be hosted by Bad Bunny. I wonder if he's going to turn into a two-hour lecture about climate change. Do you know what I'm talking about? Not really. So it was like a month or so ago, there was this whole big hype about Bad Bunny releasing a new new single, and it was going to drop on YouTube and all this stuff. And so then you go, and it's this song, 
and like 30 seconds into the song it just cuts and then it was literally like a 15 minute video about climate change affecting puerto rico and like how the businesses need to initiate new, uh, green initiatives Like, good on Bad Bunny for actually being active in this shit. But I thought that was amazing. <laughs> like, so it makes me wonder. It's like, they're going to advertise all this shit with backlash. And then Bad Bunny's going to be out there with a PowerPoint presentation. Like, y'all motherfuckers need to. Like fucking Al Gore from 2000. Um, exactly. The other event that was announced recently. The next show in Saudi Arabia. Mm-hmm. Will be King and Queen of the Ring. On May mm-hmm. the 27th. Now, why is this significant? Uh, number one, we're getting King and Queen of the Ring back. But number two... We're getting two pay-per-views in May. Okay, yes, that's another thing. Um, it's also the same weekend as Double or Nothing. Oh, yeah, that's right. So, yeah. Interesting stuff there, as far as that's concerned. Um, they're gonna pull AEW's uh, gonna pull the same bullshit as when the fucking takeover was the same fucking day as uh the ROH show, but it was a different time. They're like, you pulled people from buying it. No, it didn't, right? Right, exactly. Okay, um, so I've got a new segment I wanted to debut. Okay, I know you wanted to discuss. Couple things involving this phrasing I'm about to bring up. So the new segment that I'm going to debut right here is called Indie Fuckery. I'm gonna begin the segment. I'm gonna begin the segment by showing this picture. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen. If you look real close and you're watching YouTube, you look real close. <laughs> yes. Your eyes do not deceive you. That is a log holding up a wrestling ring. Mm-hmm. We, yeah. we, we, we may have found rock bottom when it comes to indie wrestling shit, man. By the way, this and is SWF Live Pro Wrestling. Yes, that's uh, Superstars of Wrestling Federation that is run by Rob Fury, who if anyone, any indie workers, I mentioned the name Rob Fury, they're like, oh, Jesus, fuck no. Uh, Rob Fury is a guy who steals money left and right from people all over New York, uh, puts himself on the shows, even though he's not really any even near close to being a, 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 a passable worker. Um, he's done fake charity shows and pocketed the money. He employs people who have been me too'd. Uh, no. So yeah, it was no surprise to me that the second they show a log holding up a ring, bang. Oh, look, it's Rob Fury. The good thing out of it though, is that log has its own Twitter account now. There's a picture someone photoshopped it with sunglasses and a beret holding up the leaning tower of Pisa like all the tourists do with the picture. I believe it's indie wrestling log. And some people have way too much fucking time on their hands. <laughs> and then of course there was the indie wrestling log is all elite fucking meme. <laughs> yeah. What's strange is I've actually like 
this isn't the first time I've seen something like that happen. Um, I want to say the third DPW show that we ran at the Portuguese Club in Naugatuck, Connecticut, uh, the first show where I was actually doing backstage interviews. Um, I remember we rented the ring from Kevin Landry and something happened and something snapped and we had to go and like, uh, like 15 of us had to go up and hold up the ring, like pull it up while they put something underneath it. And then after that, Kevin Landry actually built these like blocks that he would put underneath the center sections on the two sides of the ring. And it was, he was like, oh yeah, it's just temporary until I weld it. That was in 2006. When I started working for NEFW in 2012, I go and they've got Kevin Landry's ring and I look and there's still those fucking blocks. Like, so you never got around to welding that shit, did you, Kev? That's not. <laughs> yeah. Unreal. <laughs> um, just so, so dumb. So, so yes. fucking dumb. Yes. Um, what was there any other indie fucker you needed to bring up? Uh, discussed the last few weeks. Yes, yes, there was because we didn't get to. Yeah, so um, because I had already mentioned, like I did a behind the black ball a few weeks ago about don't support assholes who use Big Jim Anderson's name as, for memorial show. So yeah, so that happened last weekend, and I actually came out and mentioned something on someone's post about how it's a tribute sheet tribute show and name only and they were like if you want to cause drama do it on your own timeline so i did because yeah no um none of jim's family or close friends knew about that show so how are you going to call it a tribute and have a big jim cup which was literally a generic ass trophy that some dude bought from goodwill and peeled the fucking plate off of like with, like no, that's that that that's a shitty excuse to use a dead guy's name to try to sell tickets, and that's what's bull. Because I guarantee there were people in the crowd there who only goes, "Oh, it's a big Jim Memorial show," so that's why they bought tickets. Like no, that's not how you run a fucking show. And I saw who was on your show, and when you're using people who don't work anywhere else because no one wants to fucking use them because they never finish training. And you're putting out a subpar fucking product and you're doing it in the name of my dead friend, go fuck yourself. And it's like I said in my post about it. Like, I guarantee you, outside of a wrestling environment, Jim never fucking spoke to you. It's like, how many times is Jim at your fucking house? Because I can count, I can tell you how many times Jim is at my fucking house, and I have photographic proof if you fucking need it. You know, he was <laughs> he was actually my friend outside of pay me for fucking 20 minutes worth of work but no like no that's bullshit but then on top of it because some people are fucking children they need to use it as a reason to talk shit about other people and i will say this first and fucking foremost i don't care what kind of history you have whatever but if you if you have an issue and you're gonna drag the name of cindy hart through the fucking mud I have known Cindy since she first started training in 2007. And I had my doubts about her way back when. 
She proved me wrong. She was in it for the right reasons. And she went through a lot of bullshit in her fucking life. And the fact that she overcame lupus to start doing ring announcing again a couple of years ago. You're going to sit here and talk shit about her and insinuate that she's a fucking rat when she is not by any means. Trust me. I know many a worker that have made advances to her and she has said, go fuck yourself. So stop trying to talk shit about people that are actually done shit in the business. Like, I get it. Some of y'all slid into her fucking DMs and got shut down and I've seen the proof. Just fucking stop. It's bullshit. Leave the girl alone. The girl's gone through enough shit in her fucking life without y'all and your fucking drama. Isn't that what we're in the business for, though, is drama, JJ? Uh. Well, that's indie fuckery. Uh No pun pun intended due to the last thing you just brought up. Mm -hmm. Um, any uh, any news or notes or outstanding stuff you'd like to discuss before we like get wrestling out of here? related? No. Okay, what's not wrestling related? Did you like to bring up? This is the rant that I said I wanted to go off at the end of the show. Okay, well, go for it. <sighs> Haven't mentioned lately how much I fucking hate people. I mean, it's a regular occurrence that you tell this to me, but go ahead. Yes, exactly. So I get a group DM fucking the other day because it's my, it's the year of my senior classes, 25 year reunion. Okay. Cause I'm old. So what happened was our class had a five-year reunion that almost no one knew about because it was like before social media and it was basically like the cool kids all were like, oh, we're going to get together at this fucking bar and we're going to blow through what's left in the class one and we're not going to tell most of the class about it. So then because of that, we didn't have a 10-year. We didn't have a 15-year. So when the 20-year came around a few years ago, People were like, oh, well, what's, what, are we going to have a 20-year reunion? And I sat there, and I openly talked shit for a week online. I was just like, I was just like, y'all are a bunch of fucking idiots. I was just like, you sit here, I was just like, maybe if you didn't try to fucking act like high school is still going on and you're the cool kids, maybe shit would get done. I was like, gee, if only there was someone in our senior class that, for a living, contacts venues and books, events, and banquet halls all over the state of Connecticut. Gee, I wonder. Of course, where I get the dumb people like, you do that? Yes, you fucking idiots. So basically, I got roped into planning the, like, like aiding in planning the 20-year reunion because I guilted everyone into having one. So we had one. And there were a lot of issues with it. Because people didn't want to listen. So then I get a DM the other day. Hey, gang, it's time for the 25-year reunion. We should get on this. And I'm like, I fucking hate you people. I've always hated you people. And now you're dragging me back in. 
And they're like, oh, well, we should do it, this, that, and the other thing. I'm just like, okay, you see, here's the difference. It's been 25 years, and y'all still live in fantasy land. Because this was the problem with, like, the town I grew up in. Like, okay, so the town I grew up in is the town I live in now. I gr- I lived here until I was 10, and then my parents uprooted me, and we bought a house in one town over, and I was the poor kid everywhere because it was a fucking white-collar town which is why I was more than happy to buy a house in my original town because I'm normal here. But meanwhile, I grew up in it like, so I, I went to high school in a town where all the kids' families came from old money and where they've never had to fucking want, you know, they all got a fucking car on their 16th birthday. They all got a graduation party. They all fucking parents paid for the prom, parents paid for the wedding, yada, yada, yada. I've worked for everything my whole fucking life. So here it is 25 years later, and they still have not learned anything about real life. They're in their 40s. Somehow they raise children, which let's let's call a spade a spade. Their parents raised their children while they still partied. And I'm the one sitting here going, oh, so now you need me to fucking do everything for you. Okay. So I go and I automatically get in a high gear and I start contacting venues and I start contacting caterers. And this, that, the other thing, because what else am I going to do when I'm home? And they're just like, oh, well, this person owns a restaurant now and they were in our graduating class. So maybe they'll do us a favor. I'm like, this is the real world. Nobody owes us any fucking favors from 25 years ago. And then they're like, they're like a dog with a bone with this one place that's in town. And I'm like, dude, the food there fucking sucks. And it's over fucking priced. And my buddy went there a couple of weeks ago and got fucking food poisoning. No. They're like, oh, but maybe he'll do us a favor. No, he fucking won't. And they're like, oh, I don't think the food's that bad. I went there. I didn't realize market price was so high, though. My husband ordered a steak, and it was $95. I'm like, that's not market price. You got fucking hosed. I was like, I can go get a porterhouse at fucking Texas Roadhouse, and it costs fucking $40. I went, fucking, I went to a place this past weekend. They had prime rib on the menu. A king cut was 70 You got fucking hosed. So it just gotten to the point where now, and like originally it was me and two other people and it was me and the two other people that planned the last one. But then like a couple of people were like, oh, I want to help out. And one of them lives in fucking Maryland. She's not even in the state. So what the fuck are you going to do to help out? And then the other one just like wants to be there so she can raise her hand and go, I help when she has accomplished nothing. So now I'm literally just doing this out of spite. That is my motivation. Pure, unadulterated spite. So that that way, when the reunion fucking happens, and they go around thanking people, and they go, give us a speech, I can grab the mic and cut a fucking promo on every motherfucker there saying, I have hated you all for a quarter fucking century, and y'all go fuck yourselves, because by the time the 50-year reunion comes, I'm gonna be dead and gone. You are not getting Joe, the guy you went to high school with. You are getting JJ motherfucking Alexander from here on out. And you will rue the fucking day. Fuck y'all. <laughs> Spike. So what's for dinner? Okay. That being said. <laughs> I think that's a, that's a good way to go out. <laughs> so thanks for tuning into this 
moderately interrupted yet entertaining episode of White Heat presented by Godzilla Media. I'm at Brian Katie on Twitter. He's at JJ underscore Alexander on Twitter. And uh, if you know the high school JJ went to, don't yell at me, yell at him. <laughs> that all being said, uh, I know how we're going to end this. JJ! Yes. Say fuck high school reunions. Fuck high school reunions. <laughs> <laughs>